construction outside will stop and okay. if it doesn't i'll just Great. throw myself out the window this and it'll be oh, please perfect oh, i mean you, I there's won't. already a bruised rib involved in the situation we don't need more hello ribs. and welcome to love drunk what's up oh my god i am your host charlotte rose we're i'm back we're back we back don't call it a comeback don't call it a comeback crazy i don't know the song call I was it <laughs> Call it a, a girl needed some time. <laughs> That's what we're going to call it. Here with me today, I'm so excited to have him back. Fun fact, we actually already recorded an episode of Love Drunk. Probably, I don't know, what was it, like four months ago, five months ago? It was like June or something. Forever ago. June, so July. <laughs> June, July. So, so seriously, like four or yeah. five months ago. And we recorded this episode. We were both in completely different times oh of our life. I was a sad girl. I was a sad boy. He was a sad boy. <laughs> Could I make it any more obvious? Yeah, like, uh, like I haven't heard our original recording, but I'm willing either. to bet it's like 90 minutes of why I should go to therapy. Oh, you know geez. what I mean? <laughs> it's yeah. So it's um. So it's a very interesting situation. I don't know. Th- things are different. I didn't even say this wonderful guest's name. It's Ian Baker! It is my legal name. You can, uh, if you call me by that name, I will answer you. Ian and I, I would, I would love to, at some point, listen to that original episode of the podcast. It would be very interesting to see if we say any of the same things, or if we feel the same way. Yeah, sure. Or whatever. Uh, but here on Love Drunk, we do allow the guests to pick the poison, and anything is on the table, except for... Gin! (gasps) That's right! We do not drink gin here on Love Drunk. If you want to drink gin on a podcast, then start your own podcast thank you for mouthing that along with me ian i don't want to steal your thunder like it's your thing it definitely is and people say it with me sometimes and i'm not mad but also like hey start your own (laughs) (laughs) if you want your own tagline start Start your your own own tagline (laughs) oh start oh no 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 start your What did you do to us? We are drinking the Oaxaca Old Fashioned, which is fun to say, but not fun to spell. No, it is not. Oaxaca is a Spanish word. Mm -hmm. What is in the beverage? Uh, Okay, so the Oaxaca Old Fashioned is, uh, it follows the Old Fashioned Template, one of my favorite drinks. One of your guests already took that. Yes. Um, And the original time we recorded this podcast, we actually did Manhattan's. Manhattan's. Um, but anyway, the Oaxaca Old Fashioned, uh, it has tequila, mezcal, agave, two dashes of Angostura bitters, mm-hmm. and then I finish it off with the little orange twist. It's very good. It is very delicious. It's also incredibly sneaky. Took a little break from the podcast. First it was because I was really depressed, and then it was because I actually was the opposite of depressed, and I was very, very happy for <laughs> three months, which is good. Like, yeah. a good reason not to do the podcast, uh, I guess, but... Yeah. I also do have a have to give a quick shout out to there are so many people. I think that that was kind of the craziest thing for me is not doing the podcast or taking a break from the podcast and hearing so many people come up to me and say, when are you recording? We want more episodes. 
I miss this. And I actually had, shout out to, it's it's an episode of Ian's, but Ian Anderson, who is a guy I went to high school with. I have not spoken to him in years, but we kind of grew up like fifth grade through high school. We we knew each other. Sure, we were in yeah. the same classes. And he hit me up recently on the Love Drunk Twitter and was like, hey, Charlotte, like, I know it's really weird that I'm hitting you up after all this time. <laughs> like, uh, I really love your podcast and, and I understand why you took a break, but I really look forward to hearing it in the future. So just, yeah. you know, all the, in, all the encouraging words and stuff but all the e encouraging all the hey you get out of my house right now all right short episode goodbye everybody everybody. (laughs) Uh, be loved and stay drunk my friends (laughs) seven minutes and we out let's go let's do it most efficient episode ever Oh my god, I'm having a great time. But yeah, by the way, we are doing this at 2 p.m. There is construction going on mm-hmm. outside of my window. I'm so sorry. Just the way my apartment is set up, there is literally not a room in the apartment where you yeah. cannot hear it. So if if you hear it in the background, I'm sorry. That's just that's just how it's gonna be. But Ian, what's happened? What has happened? What's going on with you? How have you been the last couple months since we last recorded? Um, I've been good. It was a really stark turnaround. So a lot of good stuff happened very, very rapidly. Good. <laughs> yeah, which was great. Mm-hmm. And so, um, well, yeah, I think uh, I'm doing much better. Okay. I've definitely been on a uh, a quest, a crusade. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to how to put it. Of just like theme of this episode will be self love because I love I've uh, haven't been very good at that uh, for most of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, things are going well, so it's like. It's easier to be nice to yourself when things are going well, but oh, I'm trying 110%. to like, I'm trying to like really build up tools for myself to when things aren't going as well to still like maybe not fall into yeah. deep dives of bourbon and listening to Joji music for weeks on end. <laughs> oh God. Well, I think that we all, I think that that's such a wise thing. And the fact that you are recognizing that, okay, things are going well now. Let me figure out tools that I can kind of hold on to, to when it's not going too well. I can still kind of be in this happy Mm -hmm. place that I have been in. I, funny enough, I, (laughs) this is so weird and like so interesting to talk about, but I actually, you know this, you, you Mm -hmm. met him, but I, (laughs) so I have talked about ex-bar friend on Mm -hmm. this podcast before and ex-bar friend is now back to being bar friend. <laughs> we got back together in mm-hmm. August, which was absolutely topsy-turvy just because February to August, it was this just on We were on parallel get- journeys, my friend. Oh, Lord. It, yeah, it, it was... It was insane. And I mentioned this on the podcast before. You dumped me on Valentine's Day. It was a rough, it was, I had a rough go of it. We are coworkers, still, still work at the same place. And so I would have to see him all the time. And for a while we weren't talking at all. And then we tried to become friends. And on two different occasions, we did the whole like, oh, we're friends again. Uh, And then we'd sleep together and then our friendship would be ruined. And then we wouldn't talk. And then we wouldn't talk. And then we'd be like, okay, let's be friends again. And then we'd sleep together again. And uh, it would just, it would be awful. And it was, it was, it was not a good, healthy situation to be in. Uh, finally met up with him in August to be like, hey, dude, we got to figure out a way to not do this anymore because this sucks. And even throughout all that time that I didn't like him, uh, I still very much liked him. He that was that was one of the hardest things is just because we do have such a strong connection that any time it was like 
I give you an inch. We, both of us just take a fucking mile. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, let's do this. He was like, let's do this thing for real. If you give me the opportunity, I know perhaps that you don't want to do this. And if you want it to be 100% over, then I completely respect that. But if this is my last chance to tell you how I feel, then, you know, I want to do this thing. And I was sure. like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Because <laughs> that no. was the only time I went into it 100% thinking like, it's over, it's done. Because every yeah. other time I was like, oh, maybe we'll get back together. Isn't it weird how we never think we're going to get the answer we want? No. That's so wild. It's so interesting. And so then I was like, okay, this has got to be like done forever, forever. And then we got back together and now things have been wonderful. It's been like three months. Well, good. Yeah, it, it's it's great. He's met my friends. I've met his friends. We we went on a date yesterday. Like, we're hanging out again tonight. He's truly just like... Two days in a row. Two, I know, two days in a row. <laughs> Sounds uh, pretty serious. He's, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, he... I... Listen, I'm a little crazy when it comes to certain things about relationships. And listen, everything hurts my feelings. So, he cheers has... To cheers to that. <laughs> he He puts up with a lot... From me, just in the sense of me being like, you said this thing. And he's like, I didn't mean it that way at all. And I was like, oh, okay, sounds good. So, you <laughs> know, he's, better now. <laughs> yes, he's a, he's a very patient man. He is wonderful. I, I really do care about him a lot. And I really like spending time with him. And it just seems so funny because I was really, really heartbroken for like six months. Yeah. And then we got back together. And now I'm oh, like, no, okay. And then for a while, I, the thing that I had to really work on was not being terrified that I was going to lose it again or that, you know, because yeah. when we had been dating for two weeks again this time, I was like, he's going to dump me again. And then I was like, no, he, he no, he didn't. He sure did. I, I just think it's so easy for us to operate out of fear. And Truly. I think that's a, like a, a real like default thing for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And that's something I've been trying to kick. And I was a bad habit of mine is I, I beat myself up for a lot of like very normal things that I feel like a lot of people do. Yeah. And I was, I was at a show last night where I played guitar in front of, like, a lot of people, nice. which is, like, the second time I had done that. It was the first time I had done that in front of, like, mostly strangers. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got, like, so in my head about it, and, mm -hmm. like, I was, like, I was supposed to, like, do more on my instrument. Like, I was supposed to kind of, like, do some, like, a little bit of soloing, mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't do that because I got in my head, and I was, like, frightened. And then in the crowd, I was just, like, sitting there, like, oh, man, why did why I, I, why did I let that? myself, like why did I operate out of fear? I'm mm -hmm. trying to like kick that because I listened to, um, a cool podcast is what Spotify calls it, but I'm snooty and pretentious. So I call it an audio documentary, <laughs> mm. but it's about, uh, uh, the band, the clash. Okay. It's like eight episodes. It's super cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like the kind of like the attitude of punk rock. Cause mm -hmm. as someone who's like, you know, not really been very kind to themselves for most of their life. I like the attitude of, you know, I feel like the polar opposite of like, here's who I am. And if you don't like that, fuck you, go away. I'm going to play this music as loud as I fucking can. I love that. And there was a little uh, uh, proverb that the, that the Clash had, well, that was said in a documentary where mm -hmm. they said, um, uh, ability is not as important as raw enthusiasm. And uh, like, I apply that a lot to like when I'm writing because mm -hmm. when, you know, when you're sitting there with your screenplay, it's really easy to like judge yourself and be like, oh, this isn't a good idea. Isn't it so funny how you'll read it and be like, wow, I can't believe I truly wrote the worst thing that's ever been yeah, written like, ever. And this sucks. is the worst. Wow. I cannot believe yeah, that I have like, done this. We know what also exists, uh, the backspace key oh, and you yeah. can rewrite it and make it better. Mm -hmm. But you gotta write it first. Yeah, write it first. You gotta write yeah. it first, and, and so, then you can go back and edit and do drafts, and mm -hmm. you know all the get get help and get 
critiqued and mm-hmm. uh, constructive criticism and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but you just gotta fucking do it. You just gotta do and it. And the doing it is so scary That's the and hard. part, yeah. Like, what's that BoJack Horseman thing? It's like, you gotta, it gets easier every day, but you gotta do it every day. That's the hard part. Ooh, I never, so I, no, that's, that's a lie. I did watch, I think I watched the first season of BoJack Horseman. I only watched like two seasons of it too. Yeah, but there's. I just got too upset after a while watching it. I was like, yeah. I get that there is comedy here, but I'm just too sad <laughs> to yeah, watch I, this. Yeah, I have also heard that uh, people who have struggled with addiction in their lives really do enjoy it in the mm-hmm. way that it is translated and kind of displayed and where it's like you're kind of learning with this character not necessarily judging him for the negative things Mm -hmm. where you're just kind of you're along for the ride with him but i also do remember there was one quote that i really loved which is i think i mentioned it on this podcast before when it's when you're wearing rose-colored glasses all the red flags flags just just look look like like flags flags. yeah that's a good one so i know that the theme of this episode you said you're like hey i think that the theme of this wow this is so funny i'm so sorry i'm scrolling <laughs> i'm all over the fucking place i'm sorry i mean i'm I, so scattered brain right now this uh, tequila the, mezcal it's oh, so good it's so good like and it got brain, me like holy shit my brain feels like an etch-a-sketch right now after <laughs> you shaking it <laughs> just sort of like what's happening what's like, oh new pictures every second uh i took so i'm going through my favorites in my photos to mm-hmm. find a screenshot i took of the love drunk questions and i was going to do some rapid fire questions with you which i'm still going to do yes however something that i do that's kind of psychotic is uh when i get drunk and cry i take pictures Aww. of myself crying and i don't know why i do that this and like then a i beautiful like performance art kind of well thing. i think that that's what i think when i'm drunk and i'm like i'm gonna put all of these crying photos together in one place but this is a photo of me crying Aww. and this was actually after i had a conversation with ex-bar friend about <laughs> this... our relationship i like that you're still doing like the I'm hand still behind posing. the hair i'm still and I'm like, still trying to look pretty because I'm a, I'm a psychopath, y'all. Well, so what's weird for me is, like, I've always responded so strongly to sad things. Mm-hmm. Like, my entire life. Like, even as a baby, I had colic, so I just cried all the time for no reason. So, like, something like that is, like, oh, man, that just really resonates with me. I don't know why. Next time you're, everyone do this. Next time you're crying about something, take, like, a, it doesn't have to be, like, an ugly picture. Like, take a picture of you crying pose make it look frame it nicely and just you know put it on your favorites and then you can just go through like i should say that i just want to give you a hug even though i don't feel like i'm fine now that picture was literally from april and that was the first time that ex-bar friend and i spoke again after the first time we broke up yeah and it was one of those things where it was like oh we can't be together for this this and this reason but Mm -hmm. i still really care about you as a person and i'm so sorry i put you through this and blah 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 and i was like i don't always care about you and he's like i don't care about you too and then just it was it was a very back and forth sort of thing yeah it i just ooh, i sure do cry all the time but i had a phase sorry to interrupt no no no, Uh, i I had a phase like kind of like january like december january Mm -hmm. where i was like i should cry more just like as a person and so i was like but here's the thing i was like forcing myself to cry which is different than like allowing yourself to Mm -hmm. do it and so like originally like for the first like few days i was like maybe it's like throwing up where i hate it when i'm doing it but afterwards i'll feel so much better but that was no i just i was putting myself in a worse mental position so i would cry and then i just feel terrible i think i allow myself to like be more in touch with my feelings so like i'll cry at movies more yeah and so like i I rewatched lord of the rings a while back like back in like december 
And in the fellowship, like after Gandalf falls into the mines of Moria and they have that whole, there's like, is this, that the, you shall not pass? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. There's right after that. And he's like, fly you fools. And then he falls into yeah. the mines cause the Balrog's holding on to him. Yeah. And then like all the sounds, all the diegetic sound goes away. So you're only hearing the music and you see the fellowship and they're just so broken. And I was just like, I let myself cry during that and I felt better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like, I was kind of like. I know Gandalf's fine. Like, he's gonna come back, like, more powerful as Gandalf the White, but uh-huh. I was just like, this is so beautiful to think it goes to show how, like, timeless great filmmaking is. But, oh, this is gorgeous. And I the music, that. oh my god, I love Lord of the Rings, man. Uh, so Bar Friend recently started watching Grey's Anatomy for the first time, mm-hmm. and I love Grey's Anatomy. I did recently stop watching it. It's in its 16th season and I'm like, a while. I'm like, listen, going. Shonda, let them go home. Just, it needs to, <laughs> in this... <laughs> It is my opinion, and maybe this is a controversial opinion, I don't know. I do not think that any TV show should have more than 10 seasons. I think oh, no, that I think any show, yeah. any show, the the absolute most, I'm not saying that they need 10 seasons, because yeah. there are some shows that should end after five seasons or six seasons. Sure. I don't think that any show should have beyond 10 seasons because you get to a point where it is no longer the same show. It kind of overstays its welcome. Exactly. And they they are, you have to make more outlandish decisions Mm -hmm. to keep people entertained. Anyway, all of that is to say that it has been a long time since I watched the first few seasons of Grey's Anatomy and I have forgotten how good they were. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of, I was watching them with Barfriend. He would text me about the episodes because he knew, he knows I've seen all of the episodes and he's watching them for literally the first time. And so he'll say something like, oh, this, this Izzy and Denny storyline is dumb. And I'm like, oh, wait, it gets worse. And like mm-hmm. little things like that. Like there are episodes that come up and I go, oh my God, this episode's so sad. So I've actually been watching episodes that I remember crying so hard over when I first watched them. Yeah. And they still bring tears to my eyes, even it's, though yeah. I know exactly what's coming. I know what's going to happen. But still, these episodes make me cry because they're so well done. Yeah, and it, it, I get, yeah, I mean, I still get emotional over music that I've heard like a hundred times. I know we'll talk mm-hmm. about that later. Oh, so we'll we will. I'll share those songs. That Speaking of which, okay, we really do. I want to do this rapid <laughs> fire with you. Anyway, so rapid fire. How yes. old were you when you had your first kiss? Uh, I was 14 and I won't say, I have a code name for her, so I'm not going to say her real name. Okay. But her last name was Lip, which is a fact I did not appreciate as much at the time. <laughs> when you had your first girlfriend uh same age same girl amazing mm-hmm. uh the longest relationship you've ever had uh year and a half nice weirdest place you've ever made out and or buzzsaw shut the fuck I know, up dude i hate this at first i thought you were um, going to say buzz mill in austin <laughs> that's the weirdest place you ever hooked up with someone and i'm like damn at the yeah. bar cool mm-hmm. dude. yeah i was doing stand-up and i just like made out with, that was my whole set is made out with a girl for seven minutes i was studying andy kaufman at the time Shut the fuck that up. was i feel yucky get for saying that that's not house. funny get out um of here. uh weirdest place i made out with someone i have like a really great answer like i did a car once oh uh i did make out with k-pop on a bed that belonged to spicy meatball <laughs> So it was a bed that didn't belong to either of us, and man, I just realized what a fateful night that was, because one of the first people I talked to after that was Macaroni. (laughs) That's just so many things happening all at once. Yeah, oh my god. I will step in to say, if this is your first time listening to Love Drunk, uh, obviously I don't want anyone to be uncomfortable, so I have allowed the guests to use code names. (laughs) 
No, it's half the time I forget to tell people. Half the time I forget to tell people this, or I'm just like, yeah, no. So we do use code names here. So if you're thinking, oh no, I have been involved with Charlotte Rose or Ian Baker, everyone's gonna know all my shit. Fear not. We do use code names, so no one will know. Yeah, I only date girls with wacky names that no one would have. Uh, I do, I, I also do want to mention, because I think it was on the last episode, Catherine Dudas asked me what my weirdest place I've ever hooked up with someone was, and at the time, it was a hot tub, but I have a new Ooh. one. Oh. I recently had sex on a balcony, and Ooh. that was very fun. Excellent. Uh, if you could give your, let's say, 14-year-old self a okay. piece of advice about dating, what would it be? Uh, I, th- I think the most important is, like, Ian be fucking nice to yourself asshole Mm -hmm. like come on but something that was said to me indirectly it was a text message that wasn't supposed to be shared with me but someone said dude i'm not kissing you because i'm nice i'm kissing you because i want to like like duh like what a simple idea and i feel like if i told that to 14 year old ian he'd be like yeah i know it's obvious and i'd be like not to you you, (laughs) you're gonna you little idiot you fool, you're just going to meet these great girls and make mm-hmm. the same mistake over and over again. Yeah. So, it, and I would say just, like, calm down, like, relax. Like, asking people out is, like, kind of nerve-wracking, mm-hmm. but if they say no, it's not the end of the world. No, and I think that you are the, I and, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe you have been involved with people who are not very nice, but just in the time that I've known you, in the time I've known you, I've known that you have dated some very nice people and kind people. great people, yeah. That if, I don't think anyone, I don't know if you would have someone in your life that you could ask out and have them be like, fuck you, idiot, I never want to talk to you again. Like, no, that's not how anyone, because you are also such a kind person that... And I try, like, I try way too hard for that Mm -hmm. all the time, and so I've been trying to put less pressure on myself in, like, that regard, and I think, like, re-recording and, like, writing down all the code names is, like, maybe, like, reflect a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to preface this by saying, like, I, I don't like how, I feel like a lot of guys approach, like, their romance is like, oh, I slept with, like, or I hooked up, like, this person or that person. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think anyone you've been with is necessarily, like, a trophy. So I, I don't, like, res- I don't subscribe to that kind of, like, thinking. Uh-huh. But having, you know, gone over the people I've uh, been with, uh, I have a pretty good resume. <laughs> I'll put it that way. You're, like, writing down these names and just, like, got uh, a high like, five. Did, like, quick. that's, I think, is another thing I would do for 14-year-old Ian. I'd be like, hey... These are the girls that you get to kiss. I know you didn't think this one would happen, but it does. And when it happens, shut your fucking mouth. Don't say anything. Stop. (laughs) Just fucking enjoy it, dude. Just kiss her. That's all you have to do. You've done the hard part. Just enjoy it. (laughs) I love that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we're talking about, you know, self-love and and really trying to figure your own shit Mm -hmm. out and and being in a healthier place. So you, you did, you did Sober October. I did. It was How did that go? It was, oh, it was so good. I started kind of like the end of September because I was, I was drinking a lot kind of August, September, Mm -hmm. partially like out of nerves because I was very scared and that was like my self-medicating thing, but then things were getting better. So I was like, I'm excited. Let's get drunk. (laughs) Love that. And there was one night I got home from work and I was pouring myself like my third or something i don't know what number it was but it was not my first drink of the night uh-huh. i was by myself just like at my house and i was pouring myself another glass of whiskey and there were some comedians i heard that i'm like oh let's do a sober october and then i just i had a great moment of clarity and i was like mm-hmm. hey 
I should do this and just like get off alcohol mm-hmm. for a minute because I mean, like who would have thought not doing drugs is good for you? Yeah, I know. You don't consume poison on a regular basis yeah, and it makes you feel good. So yeah, I tried, I started like at the end of September to give myself some leeway for Halloween, which I ended up not celebrating because I had to work anyway. (laughs) It was just good. And I was like, God damn, like, is this what Aaron feels like all the time? This is amazing. (laughs) This is uh, Aaron Bicart, who has been a guest yeah, on this podcast before, he, he drank, like, yeah, he drank Coca-Cola and I drank Rosé for my favorite number episode, which is 14. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be a special little episode yeah. just for me. And it's, it was actually very fun to, to talk to him about that. And he's, he is sober by choice and just which loves to watch. Yeah. yeah. And you know, Natalie and I have been drunk idiots before and we're like, Aaron, take we us yeah. to McDonald's. Like, you know, <laughs> and he is, he's always like, wow, I love my children. Yeah. That no, I it have was, to deal with. You know, it was really great. Cause I don't think my alcohol consumption was ever like, like it was definitely pro- out too hand, much, but like, but like it wasn't getting in the way of like, I wasn't showing up to work hungover uh-huh. or that did happen once. <laughs> but, well, I don't think showing up to work hungover is bad. Showing up to work drunk is bad. Yeah, but. it was never to that point, but it was definitely a lot. And so, I mean, coming back to like, like self-love of the thing like, hey, Ian, this is not good for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe let's, uh, let's take a break for a while. And it just felt like the first couple days were mm-hmm. a little, they weren't. They weren't bad, but they were a little weird just because, like, I just kind of quit cold mm-hmm. turkey. Right. And then, you know, I was starting a new job, so I was getting on, like, a different sleep schedule, and I moved apartments, and all that was happening at, like, the same time. Mm-hmm. So I think my body was mostly just like, what the fuck is going on? Where's my happy juice? What's happening? Uh-huh. But after, like, four days, it just, like, it felt good, and I, I wasn't having the urge anymore. Yeah. And, like, I'm definitely going to do it again. I don't know if I'll do October, because, like... Like, that's when, like, you know, Halloween is, and that's when, like, playoff baseball starts. I love baseball. Well, I I did that. I was, I, so, Bar Friend did Sober October as Mm. well, and to kind of camaraderie, he told me, he was like, you don't also have to do it. This is, he was something that he did with one of his friends. They agreed to do it, and I was like, you know what? I've decided that I'm also going to do Sober October, and I failed it within two days, and then I was like, maybe I will, so then what I ended up doing was trying not to buy alcohol to drink by myself i wanted it to be like a social thing i wanted it to be Uh like okay yeah i can have a wine night with my friends but i'm not going to drink four white Mm -hmm. claws and pass the fuck out by myself definitely the best thing was just not having it in the house Mm because then it's not there for you to have and i think like i'm definitely already planning i think i'm probably going to take two weeks off after thanksgiving Uh um because i feel like because i i kind of not a big deal about it but I, I told a lot of my friends, like, I'm doing sober October, so, like, don't fucking do anything to me. Yeah. And <laughs> don't so, doubt like, me. And a lot of people were, like, real supportive of that. And after I had been sober for a month, I was getting, you know, I like, I told people, like, on social media, and I was mm-hmm. getting all these messages, even from people I hadn't talked to in a while. They were like, hey, good for you, man. Wow. And so I feel like going back was almost like, oh, man, I'm, like, letting these people down. <laughs> no. And I mean, truly, it, it never has. To. I think that, like, a so- sober October is great because, you know, it rhymes. And... <laughs> People usually, rhyming words are great. Rhyming words are great. Mm-hmm. And usually people will finish it up by being like, I will drink on Halloween to mm-hmm. celebrate Halloween, but yeah. I'm I'm going to be sober the rest of the month. But there really never is a specific time that you have. There's not a time to, if you want to get yeah. sober, if you want to be sober for a little while, if you want to, you know, and I'm not saying everyone needs to stop drinking forever. Some people should probably stop drinking forever. Yeah. However, it, you're the one who knows yourself best you don't need an excuse you're not letting people down if you don't do it i think that it's you do kind of want that encouragement from other people and you want people to hold you accountable so it isn't as easy for you to be like 
oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. But at the same time, like, I think that it is an accomplishment, especially, like, just with kind of our culture. And just also, it's so easy just to be like, hey, let's hang out, want to grab a drink. Yeah, it's so easy. I was I, like, I had this conversation with uh, Jordan, Maddie, and Austin the other mm-hmm. day. We're like, just so much of like just casual hanging out with friends is like mm-hmm. around alcohol. Like, what you said, like, let's go get drinks. Uh-huh. I wanted to keep my alcohol consumption to an indulgence and not a vice. If that yes. makes sense, okay. Because like, I enjoy making cocktails. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the first time I've had the it, drink that we've had. This, and this is, is also it's so really good. good. It's very good, but it's also not something that I want to chug. Like, yeah, I, like, I want to a... sip it slowly. I want to enjoy it. Yeah. It's a very strong flavor, not in the sense that like, oh god, it's strong, but like, yeah. it's it it is a complex flavor. So you know, stuff like that. Enjoy it. Don't mm-hmm. just fucking yeah. throw it back. And so, well, yeah, when I was dating macaroni, and I think because we were dating in college. A lot of college culture is around drinking. Oh, yeah. And so I would like drunk text her like a lot. Never like like gross. I wasn't being like I'm like let's. I don't know what word you were. I'm you were trying to booty call her. Like, yeah, no, I was just was like, just hey, like, hey, you're great. And, like you're wonderful. I like I, being with you. I and did she, that too. Like mm-hmm. in uh, a bar friend went to DC for a few days, and they, he missed two going away parties for people from work, both of which I got shwasty. Yeah, and I <laughs> ended up texting him both times, giving him all the hot goss. Yeah, and texted him and was like, also, I miss you. Sorry if that's lame. Yeah, I wish you were here. But like, I would text her like one thirty two in the morning, just be like, hey, you're wonderful. I love because you're right now and she would always yeah she like i would always wake up to sweet messages from her she'd be like oh thank you i hope you're not hung over to hang out today no she she was wonderful but yeah i think it was um it i wasn't too far gone but i was definitely not down a great path but it was very much like oh hey this is a good i'm gonna turn around and keep this might as well just turn the car around yeah because that's like another like mental conversation i've had to have had to have with myself where mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, Ian, maybe let's not get drunk and eat a pizza by ourselves tonight. Maybe let's, uh, oh, God, you know, that's... let's let's stand in the kitchen and make ourselves a meal and nourish our body because uh, I deserve that. Yeah. You know? That's also the horrible thing about me getting drunk is that I will just all, and it's, I'm not saying it's bad to eat when you're drunk. Like, it's good to soak up yeah. the alcohol and all that. But specifically me, I have given up dairy. And so I went a solid Eight months. I'm not kidding. Wow. Cold turkey. Totally gave it up. Did not eat any dairy for eight months. And then it was... Now it's sort of a thing where it's like, okay, if someone's having a Caesar salad and it looks super good, I'll take a bite of it. You know, mm-hmm. if, if yeah. someone brings, like, a beautiful... Like, one of my coworkers brought this beautiful chocolate cake that she made from scratch. Like, she was going to uh, baking school. And she brought this beautiful chocolate chili cake. And I was like, listen, Ooh. this might make me fart everywhere, but <laughs> it's going to be worth it. And I'm going to take a bite of this, you know? Sure. But then, so drunk me is much more uh, loosey-goosey about, you know what? It's cool if I eat this it's Taco a- Bell taco with cheese yeah. on it. And then the next day I'm like, I have to fart and I'm so crampy and oh no. <laughs> and Maddie and I had this conversation like a week or so ago like why is being nice to yourself just so hard i don't know like why and i mean even throughout this podcast i've said multiple times that i'm psychotic like that's not no i'm not like i'm yeah. i'm very normal i'm very reasonable um i'm a very empathetic person i'm a very emotional person i feel like i'm the same way I think that, sorry, continue. What were you saying? Sorry, I, I feel like I interrupted you. I want you to finish. <laughs> so, well, what I was saying is it's interesting. And, you know, I bring up, I'm continuing to bring up Bar Friend because I, mm-hmm. you know, he has been in my life for the last well, three like months. That's and it's what been, that's, that's your what, relationship right now. Exactly. Yeah. And the most wonderful thing about this is we have had our spats. We had a pretty big fight 
a couple weeks ago, and which it truly was, which is normal. It was a it was a huge misunderstanding. I ended up hurting his feelings. I feel horrible a about mis- that. Um, I have because of misunderstanding. Oh yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. So it and it's it was very awful. I I hurt him. Uh, and then just the way we both handled it, I was very upset for the next two days. And so it was one of those things where we kind of had to come together and I was like, I'm so sorry I hurt you and I didn't mean to, but also like, dude, when I hurt you, like, please tell me because I can't fix it if I don't know what's wrong. And just and, the knee-jerk defensive reactions are never mm-hmm. the most constructive. Yeah. And then I also found out that he, last night he said something like, yeah, you said this. And I go, no, I said this, which was similar but like slightly different the and the way that the it. translation came across completely differently to him. Yeah. And so, and I'm not saying he was, I'm not saying he's in the, like he, I, I hurt his feelings and that's yeah. completely, if he is hurt, then that's not incorrect or it's not, it's not my job to be like, well, you shouldn't have been hurt for this reason. Like, no, I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. Yeah. Everyone's feelings are valid. Yeah. One of my least Probably my least favorite phrase in the English language is, I'm sorry you felt that way. Yeah, like, it's because that's bullshit. It's absolute yeah. bullshit. And I have had, there was a time where I was really upset with this guy who was, it, it was a friend of mine that I found out had done this really kind of gross thing behind my back. It said, had, had been saying some things about me, but not about me, about someone that I had hooked up with in the past. Oh. And... It was really, he was trying to make a joke at that person's expense, but didn't think about the fact that he was also bringing my name into it. Sure. And that really upset me. But what upset me even more was that when I saw him, I wasn't going to pretend everything was okay, but also we were at a club, we were drunk. I didn't want to talk about it right then. Yeah. I was just sort of like, hey dude, you and I need to talk at some point because I'm not happy with you, but I don't want to do it when we're drunk. And he kept saying, Charlotte, whatever I did, I'm so sorry. And I said, no, 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 you don't get to do that because you don't yeah. know what you did. So uh-huh. how can you yeah, be sorry yeah, yeah. for something if you don't even know what you did? So, so bar friend, uh, yeah. the most wonderful thing about dating this person, and this is very sad because I, I am 26 years old and I have dated not, a f- I've dated a handful of people. This is the first time I have dated someone where I have not felt like I need to make myself smaller and yeah. I need to make myself cooler or less emotional. Like, I feel like a lot of men think they don't act on emotion yeah. when they absolutely do because we're fucking humans yeah. and we have feelings and exactly. we act on those. And it's, but it's so funny because there are times where I'll joke with bar friend and say, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if you know this, but I'm sensitive. And he'll laugh and be what? like, what? I'm I had no idea. <laughs> but it's also things where I can get drunk and be like, I got drunk and I'm eating a lot of brie, so I'm going to fart a lot later. And he's just like, <laughs> oh no, you're going to fart. Well, I, think, I feel like that's just but like, it's little... I know my body, like this is, this is going to happen. <laughs> but it's also, <laughs> you, you know, okay there are not people, like there were people I dated where I was like, I can't tell them that. I fart like I have to be cool and chill can't drunk text him tell him I miss him oh no like can't can't be upset about things he says no like it's so it is so nice and refreshing to date someone who's like hey I know you and I like you and it's and everything's fine and you're fine and we're fine and it's just it's it's been such a wonderful experience Something that I have noticed is that I think that as someone who has never really did, this is the longest, longest relationship I've had at about three months. And who cares? There's no timetable. (laughs) Who fucking cares? But I maybe thought in the back of my mind that I was like, oh, when I have someone who's like, you're beautiful. I like you. I like spending time with you. I want to hear what you have to say. You're important to me. 
I was like, oh, once that happens, all my insecurities yeah, fucking isn't, gone. Isn't it like just the simplest thing? It was like what I said earlier. I'm not kissing you because I'm nice. I'm kissing you because I want to. Oh. The simple, the simplest idea. But I. But at the same like, time, it never it occurred to me. It doesn't. But it doesn't fix. Like if you feel some way about yourself, that doesn't go away when yeah, someone like, is there's like still work to do. being nice to you. Or like one time, I was having a conversation with uh, with uh, Smithereens, and I was just having uh-huh. I was having an anxiety moment. I was like, I just I always feel like I'm such an asshole. And she like in this irritated tone just goes, "Ian, you're not an asshole." And I was like, oh, right, no, I didn't, I didn't think about that. You're, You're right. right. No, I didn't think about it from that perspective. Like, I think you. I've just, I was, but I was always so scared mm-hmm. of seeming like a douchebag for being like, hey, you're pretty and I want to kiss you. Mm-hmm. But like, that's a normal thing that people want to do. That's a normal do. thing. And it's people, people want to kiss pretty people. People yeah, want to kiss, know. I mean, people, they, I, I was about to say the whole pretty thing, quote unquote, who knows? Yeah. Let's not go Beauty down that Beauty is in the hole. eye of the beholder. Exactly. It's a subjective phrase. Remember that Twilight Zone episode? The people Which, with the, with, those with pig the pig faces. faces? Yeah. <laughs> okay, but speaking of dating, all that mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about feelings. We're talking about loving yourself. Mm-hmm. We're talking about you know, insecurities don't go away when you date someone. But sure. like, if you're nice to Always yourself around. and you grow as a person, all that jazz. It's Ian, about how you deal with them. Yes, Ian Baker. Yes. Do you believe in love? I do. Uh, An hour in, let me ask you some questions. <laughs> this has been a good conversation. This has been. A, I've been having a blast. I don't uh, know me about too. you. Um, no, I. Uh, I believe in love. Um, I, I've been very fortunate enough to have been in love with uh, a couple of people I've dated. And by a couple, I mean exactly two. So I'm using that in the dictionary Properly. definition. Two people. Uh-huh. And it's it's a, it's a great thing. I think a lot of it has to do with, like, if you're ready to uh, accept it. And, you know, obviously being in a relationship is like, you know, you have to be in a place where you, you can give a lot to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I feel very good right now and I feel very happy with who I am, but I'm, you know, this whole like (laughs) self-love, self-respect thing Mm -hmm. is like very much uncharted waters for me. Right. So like, even though I feel good, like I, I don't know if I could be in a relationship right now because I don't know. That was going to be my next question. How are you feeling about relationships, dating, is that just something you're not interested Um, in at all? Like, or is it one of those things that like, if it comes along, so be it? I guess kind of, like, I have very mixed feelings, because, like, most of my focus right now is on myself and, mm-hmm. you know, investing in my talents and, you know, my abilities mm-hmm. and uh, making sure that I'm good. And so I feel like I'm in a very, like, selfish phase, but necessarily selfish phase. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it'd be nice to just, like, snuggle up and make out with somebody. Like, okay, so my you were bragging for me earlier about mm-hmm. how my code list is long, but like most of these people I just like made out with once. And a lot of them are like friends of mine. And it's those, like those nights are just so much better to me than like hooking up with just strangers from a mm-hmm. dating app, you know? Uh, but yeah, with architect, it was like right before I literally right before I moved out of Austin Ooh. where we were talking. And then one night we were at her apartment and we just, it was after a comedy sports show. We both did comedy sports in Austin. And after the show, we just went back to her apartment and we just got in bed and cuddled up and we just Aww. made out. Like, there was no, like, no clothes came off. Like, the most that happened was just like we were kissing each other's necks, which was lots of fun. Uh, a good but, neck kiss. Oof. Dude, like neck kisses. Chef's kiss. What I think neck is. Neck kiss, chef's kiss. What I think is underappreciated is uh, cheek kisses. Aww. That is my favorite shit 
it is so it's just like i don't know it's like a little act of intimacy that's like hey i think you're great i want to kiss your face like i've gotten it from like like nat kissed my cheek once and i knew it was like i just come seeing a show like one of her shows uh-huh. and we we're at the satellite after and we were saying good night and i knew it was just a, like it was a very yeah, platonic, it was a friendly like... thing but it was still like I just like, love, I was still like oh thank I'm you such like, a, it was so I'm nice I'm such a physically affectionate person me too physicality and then yeah no my phys- biggest love language uh, <laughs> there is my favorite story I don't know if I've told it on the podcast before but I was we were talking about love languages I was with my friend Tucker Martin who has been on the podcast and we're sitting there and I go we're talking about love languages and I go physical touch is my love language and Tucker goes really yeah. and I look and I'm sitting on his lap like with my <laughs> arms around him as I'm like my love language is physical touch and he's yeah, like oh physical wow physical touch what? is my thing like I know like with uh macaroni like she was like physical mm-hmm. her physicality was more like just sit next to me and hold my hand or my physicality is more of like I need to hold on to you yeah like, I'm gonna put my co- whole arm yeah like you. like I need to be like a koala holding on to the last eucalyptus tree on the planet earth uh, or I will feel very sad <laughs> uh bar friend he and I established a rule because once again bar friend he gets that name because he is a bartender he sure. has seen people making yeah. out obnoxiously at bars. That he happens. never wants to be my He job. never wants to be that person. So and it's something that it's just him. He's a he's a quality time kind of dude, which is totally That's fine a with big me. Thing for me. We have established there was one night we went out to the bar and he was like, I know that you want to kiss me a million times and that's totally fine and I lo- I love kissing you. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. We cannot just be that couple that makes out at the bar and I was like, okay. So we have an established rule that when we go to a bar, I get three kisses. <laughs> I get three kisses. The rule of three. I the like rule it. of three. I get three kisses. But sometimes I trick him and I get really close to his face and kind of smile at him. And then he'll kiss me and I go, that wasn't one of mine. You did that. You initiated. And he goes, no, 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 no. And I go, you initiated. That was you. That was all you. So, I, so I've, I've tricked more kisses out of him. I would, I would break that rule by just like do one kiss for a very long time that's what i would do i try to do that too and then he'll like pull away and i'm like but i have a, Ooh, I, last night i established no. i go i'm gonna listen <laughs> this is my last one so you cannot pull away until i pull away and it's not gonna be for a long time but it's not gonna be a peck so just fucking don't yeah do that okay you better <laughs> yeah so that's uh so that's a that's a fun but it also is just like a fun silly rule and sure. obviously the drunker we get the looser the he looser. is with the number well, see but... i am such a hypocrite about pda i think it's disgusting when oh, other yeah. people do it but oh, it's fine awful. when i do it when i it's do totally it cool when, when i do it we are two young people who just want I'm to show expressing myself i'm expressing myself but <laughs> when you do it it's so gross yeah, like, and i hate stop. it stop get a fucking room <laughs> i don't even know how to transition into this i want to ask we, you this we don't, need uh, we don't need it we don't need no stinking transitions <laughs> so are you gonna get married and can i go i yes i would i sure would like to be and absolutely you can come yay um, my New Year's resolution for this year was, like, I want to, like, maintain my relationships more and just be a better friend. And I don't know how well... I don't think I did that very well just because I was very sad and very poor, so I wasn't going uh-huh. out a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, like, like I moved out here, and uh, I just feel like I haven't, like, just asked friends to hang out uh-huh. a whole bunch. One thing I remember clearly from the last time we recorded is when we were ending the episode, I was like, I could just chat for, like, so much longer. And you said, Ian, we're friends. We we're just, friends, we can do this whenever we want. You can just ask me to do that. And I was like, oh, right, yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> no, I've always thought of, like, oh, I need a reason to mm-hmm. hang out with friends. No, I don't. Just like, hey, no. want to hang out this time? And there's truly, really, I, I recently had a friend reach out to me and 
just say, she was like, hey, we should talk more. And I was like, yes, correct. Mm -hmm. I would love that 100%. And I think my biggest thing now is that I am trying to, because I know that all of us are poor and we're all trying to save money. So my biggest thing right now is that you don't have to go out to dinner or out to drinks with someone. Literally, like, we can get fucking, like, Burger King and sit in Mm -hmm. the living room and... Just, or we can go to 7-Eleven and get, like, sodas and candy and sit in our living room. Awesome. and just. But, yeah, yeah, we can watch a movie. We can hang out. Like, there are so many things. I think that a lot of times, especially when you're trying to make plans with someone, you're mm-hmm. like, it has to be a plan. Like, be an active thing. It has and to be an active something. thing. Yeah. And, like, yes, also, you, we could go fucking hike Runyon. I don't yeah. want to, but I'll do it. Like, <laughs> ugh, gross. I'm not going to be able to talk. I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, no, just, okay, yeah, no, I'll fucking Am okay. I going to get married? Just, wait, let's see. Just, <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm not gonna get married because I'm gonna die on this hill. Yeah, I'm gonna die on this hill. Remember me for who I was. But yes, I would like to get married. And Have you I, thought I about your, your. Oh, thank you. I'm invited. I'm happy to be there. Yay. Yes, of course you can be there. <laughs> I'm just waiting for someone to be like, listen, I don't think you're gonna be. <laughs> that would be. Like, I feel like if someone said no on this show, it would be a bit. Like, also, I, when you say yes to me on the show, that is a legally binding contract. Yeah, it so. is. There's a guy behind me with a gun to yeah, my head. It exactly. And he's trying to give away the behind right the scenes. So. You can edit that out if you want. <laughs> no, but I feel like anyone you would have on the show is like a close enough friend, <laughs> at least at this point, to yeah. where like, like, yeah, you would be at their wedding. <laughs> Do you know. have any... I, cause I know that the stereotype is that for weddings, like, oh, it, she's been dreaming about this since she was a little girl, like, blah, blah, blah. Do you have anything that you specifically want at your wedding? Like, is there something um, that you've thought about at all? Like, location, uh, any sort of food, like, uh, have you I thought would, about it? Not a whole lot. I mean, considering the, the, uh, my track record with, uh, you know, just dating, like I've never gotten far enough to think about uh-huh. the wedding and our life together mm-hmm. all that. Um, but location, I would like to do Texas Hill Country. Okay. And ideally I'd love to get like, you know, in, like Texas occasionally when it has one of those like perfect days in like October or November mm-hmm. where it's just like 70 and crisp yeah, and just everything is great. I know it's like a one in a million chance, but I still want to try for that. Right. I would be remiss if I if the song Heart Boner by Ninja Sex Party was not played at my wedding. I that should be with, your first dance. You know, Maddie and I talked about that being my wife and I's first dance as Heart Boner and like I think it's a funny idea, but maybe I'd like to have like not like a like a bit song. Unless like my wife and I are like, no, this is it. Like I'll do maybe that. Maybe that, that can be your last dance. Like, at like your wedding. I would like, love when all the old people have already gone home. Sure, yeah. But no, I would love to have a moment at my wedding where like everybody is just like with their partner, whoever, and yeah. everybody can slow dance to heart bone or fight ninja sex party. Because that's that would just fun. be that's that would just be cute. fun and people would be like, Remember when we danced to a song that was called Heart Boner? Like, what a good, like funny there has to be silly shit at my mm-hmm. wedding. There just has to be. And, like, me personally, I'm not, like, a very religious person. I'm mm-hmm. very, uh, I think secular is the way I would describe okay. my, like, uh, like, I don't know, religious, spiritual beliefs. But, like, if getting married in a church or whatever is important to my wife, I'm going to do that for her mm-hmm. because she matters to me. And oh. I'm like, hey, this is my wife. Look at her. She's beautiful. Let's get drunk and dance to Hard Boner into Sex Party. <laughs> There's a vine that I loved so much where it's like, when I'm not in a relationship, it's like, uh, whatever, I get it, you're in a relationship. When I am in a relationship, look at Bay, look at her, <gasps> look at she's, her. she's got a face and opinions. Yeah. 
And I no, love I, feel the same way. I love that where it's like she has a face and, and opinions. opinions. Two very important things. Yeah, no. I've always felt so guilty in like I guess that's one of my smaller insecurities where uh, we're like, hey, like we're making out a lot, but like I respect you as a person. Like I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> like I'm always so paranoid that it's like, oh, I'm being shallow. Like oh. no, I'm not there's a, everyone has a lizard brain. Yes, where we want to, we're we're hardwired. We want to fuck each other. That's just it. That's and that's what it just is. it. And you know yeah. what? There is a time for talk, and then there is a time yeah. for, for fucking. fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything else you wanted to say about weddings and? Heart boner is definitely mandatory. <laughs> yeah, heart boner is going to be there. Uh, no, I haven't thought a whole lot about my wedding. As long as there's friends and drinks and... And uh, someone to get married to. someone to get married to and, like, little sliders, I think it would Aww, be good. Oh, sliders. Sliders. Even, there can be impossible sliders, too. It's impossible to be. Thank you. Because a lot of my friends are not meat eaters. I appreciate I that. I, I, I just said I want to eat them. I, I want, want to them eat them. to have something to eat, is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, I really want... That's a thing I'm, I'm a drunk idiot. <laughs> you, this round, this batch, not that the other batches were bad, but this batch, I'm, I don't I'm know what better. the... It's weird for me to get more drunk and get better at making my drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing I really want to wait to get married until I can afford good vegan options for yeah, the people I wanna, of my life. I want to wait until I, you know, have the money to spend, and also I feel like just a more mature person. Yes, <laughs> I'm definitely not ready for that. Also, shit. the idea of someone marrying me right now, I'm like, don't this. I don't know why this was a joke. I think it might have come from a tweet at one point, but. There was something that uh, Nat Marin and I used to say a lot, and it was "Don't marry me, I'm not ready," or something like that. Or maybe, maybe sure. it was just me, but it was something like that. Where anytime I would like realize that I've lost one of my friends, or like I did something stupid, I go, oh, "Don't marry me, I'm not no, ready." Sure. Well, it's like because I live with um, uh, some friends from comedy sports, and they're mm-hmm. uh, they're a married couple, and they have a two year old son. He mm-hmm. just turned two. He's adorable, uh-huh. but that's how I know I'm not ready to be a dad, just because like. He'll be, you know, he wakes up crying at six in the morning and I don't do anything because, you know, I know his parents are going to go, but I'd be like, I'm, I am not ready for this. And also there's some times where he just needs comfort, but the reason he's crying is, is too funny for me. Like the other day he got mad. He was crying because he was mad as uh, his mom was making lasagna and like mm-hmm. those like flimsy tinfoil like saucers. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. And it folded. And so some lasagna fell out into the oven. And so she was trying to get it out. And so their son got interested. He was like, hey, what's going on? He's two-year-old. He's Yeah, curious. he's like, what's going on over yeah. there? Yeah. So he keeps trying to get into the oven. So his parents are, like, stopping him. And so he's mad that he can't get into a 400-degree oven. <laughs> and so he's crying. And I'm sitting there like, dude, no. I know that what you need is comfort right now. But I'm laughing at you. <laughs> I'm being a bad person. Or <laughs> one time no. he, he sprayed himself in the face with a hose by accident. And the way he was crying, you would have thought he was being torn apart by wolves. But I was, I was again, I was just laughing too much. I was like, I'm not ready to be a dad because I'm supposed to take care of this kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I'm not supposed to take care of him. But like, you know, you're when there. A, when a two-year-old is crying, they need comfort. Yeah. But I was laughing because <laughs> I'm an asshole. I'm not an asshole. It's you're just not an funny. asshole. Kids are just fucking dumb yeah well even like his parents they still gotta like, learn that they don't know shit yeah even his parents were like oh i'm so sorry buddy but it's just water you're gonna be fine there are those like threads that are like why is my kid crying and yeah it's like i, I wouldn't let those. him pick up dog poop or, yeah like, i wouldn't let him get the dolly movie oh it's i like, know a, that like the, the chucky, chucky yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're literally holding a chucky dvd oh my god it's too too funny but you do do you want kids eventually 
Mm. You not decided? Yeah, no, I haven't made a decision yet. I think being around them, like, they're so much fun. And just, like, there's the two-year-old and I had a moment a few days ago because he, we got back from the park uh -huh. and he was walking on the stairs and he was very adamant that he do it by himself because when his parents would try to help him, he would go away, away. He didn't want them to do it. Oh, and okay. so he was like really struggling to get up the stairs. Then he gets all the way up the stairs and mm -hmm. I was sitting there and he gets to the top step and he just goes, I did it. And we like high five and I was like, I love this child. I want you to be protected forever. Oh, that's so, so like, sweet. I like the idea, but as someone who has just figured out how to be kind to themselves, mm -hmm. I want to, I want to flex that muscle. Like, I love that. that. Okay. More, um, I mean, I like the idea, especially because if I don't have children, unless my, okay, so if my sister changes her name when she gets married and I don't have kids and the family name dies with me. And mm -hmm. I feel an odd sense of responsibility for that, even yeah, though I know that's like I get that. that's not super important, mm -hmm. like in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I haven't made a decision, and I I think I will let a uh, uh, future Ian, who is more mature, handle that. And I, I think that's that. a discussion I would like to have with my wife. Amazing. Eventually, yeah. uh, speaking of maturity, speaking of being good to yourself, being kind to yourself. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to completely do a 180. And is there anyone that you would like to low-key curse? Is there um, anyone that you have any negative feelings for? Obviously, when we low-key curse someone, we do not wish death or dismemberment. Just a minor inconvenience. Just something that kind of makes you feel a little bit better. Maybe you're wronged in some way. Maybe you just want them to spill their hot coffee on their lap and, and have to turn around and change and be a little late for work. You know, it can be something as simple as that. But do um, you have anyone, Ian Baker, that you would like to low-key curse? I don't know about low-key curse. Do you have anyone you want to high-key um, curse? I think, well, I okay, let me put it this way. I think this person is cursed already. Because okay. a few months ago, like the beginning of February, I had a friend who, uh, her and I were very good friends. Okay. And uh, she had feelings for me that she never expressed. Uh, but she decided that even though my answer was no, that wasn't good enough for her. And so one night we were hanging out and I got crossfaded mm -hmm. and I've written it down for you. God. But uh, oh this God. friend, I don't know if you know about this, but yeah, she took advantage of me. I don't super like talking about it. Even oh, right course, now, yeah. my heart is beating a little harder. Oh no, oh no. Because it's not a happy memory. But no. um, I think this person is already cursed because I feel like I'm a very good friend to have mm -hmm. and I'm a good person to have around. And uh, because of her taking advantage of me, we are not friends anymore. Uh-huh. And I think that's a pretty bad curse. That is, in my opinion, not having not having someone who is so supportive and loving in her life is probably very awful for her. And you know, I really, I hope she learns something from all of this. And that's me too. Really gross and bad, and I hate that a lot. And yeah, I'm very sorry. Sucks. That, Thank you. Ugh, dude, that really that makes me so upset. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Because like I remember at your birthday, I was just oh god, I. Like, I kind of did a sober February, not on purpose. Mm -hmm. I just was so broke, I wasn't buying any alcohol. But, like, that happened. Um, was that before my birthday? Yeah, so, like, oh the February. Oh, my God. Because so, you like, and I had a long talk at my birthday about both of us. Both of us were not in yeah, we good were places very at all. Bad we were places. both in very bad places. And, um, yeah, so, like, if that happened, um, there was this girl who I thought was interested in me, was not interested in me, and it's really not a big deal. Her and I are, like, good friends now, but, like, uh -huh. I took it really hard at the time at the, for some reason. At the time... And then yeah. I also had an extended family member pass away, mm -hmm. and it was just raining all February, so I was just in a terrible spot, and uh -huh. so at your party, I was just 
such a drunk idiot. And then mm-hmm. I talked, oh God, I remember talking to, I talked to Macaroni and that's the only time her and I have seen each other out in LA. Damn. And I feel very bad because I was such a drunk idiot. And I remember us talking. I don't know what I said, but I am confident that I made a total ass of myself. I am so sure it is not uh, as bad as you think it is. Probably because I'm a very anxious person. But I well, yeah. that's also another thing that I'm trying to get over more is that when I drink in excess, I will wake up the next day with really, really bad anxiety in the sense of yeah. what did I say? What did I do? Did I sound like an idiot? And especially, oh my god, now that I am you know, seeing someone who I am slowly being introduced to all of his very good friends. Yeah. And it's funny, so he went to he went to college in Oklahoma. He has a lot of friends who also moved out here. Like, you and I have a lot of friends from college yeah. who moved out here. He also has a lot of friends from college who moved out here. So we're sort of doing the back and forth of, like, here are all my friends from college, here are all my friends from college. Yeah. So I'll go to, like, the Halloween party was friends of his from college. And I went, and the next morning I woke up, and I go, oh, God, did I make a fool of myself in front of all of his friends? And I got so anxious, and I was like, what did I say? What did I do? Oh, my God. Huh. And uh, it's something that I really actively have to be like, hey, dude. There was never a single time that you said something so bad that someone stopped being your friend. So, yeah. it's all going to be okay. Like, for me, I'm just so worried because, like, Macaroni and I, that was the first time we talked about, like, our breakup since we, oh, yeah, okay. since, like, I guess since it happened. We'd seen each other, like, on a couple of sets before, but, like, we didn't really chat a whole bunch. But, like, I definitely, I was in such a bad place and very drunk, mm-hmm. and so... We didn't talk a lot after we broke up afterwards, mm-hmm. but even then, like, our text conversations aren't as long anymore, and right. so I'm just like, I don't know what I did, but, like, I'm, and I don't want to keep her in that space of, like, right. you know, because it's been a couple of years since we broke up, and, you know, I feel like we both moved on, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't speak for her, but, you know, it's, I don't want to keep somebody in that headspace of, like, knowing when they've mm-hmm. dated me, because, like, I did try to get back together with my high school ex for a mm-hmm. while, and that was a super painful thing. Yeah. And she was like, look, it's just so exhausting having these conversations with you. So, mm-hmm. And, like, we needed that distance. And so I really don't want to put macaroni through that. Yeah. And so it's, uh, I don't know, it's like I want to talk to her, and I want to see her as, like, a night, just a regular sober person who's yeah. but um, it, it's not all... being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it also is, I kind of understand the idea of, when there is someone who you have a past with, it's inevitably awkward. Even if you ended on good terms, even mm-hmm. if things are okay, there's really never anyone that you immediately go into a social situation with and you're like, you're like fuck oh, it, hey, we're cool, yeah. dude, yeah. Because well, like, even Macaroni and I's breakup, she, I remember she was saying to me, like, you've done everything right. This just, it was timing that just broke yeah. us up. You know, mm-hmm. we only dated for like five or six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the back half of my junior year mm-hmm. or our junior year of college. And so, like, it was brief, but it was just so good. And I looked to that relationship as, like, a very good example of, well, like, what a happy and healthy relationship I can have with somebody mm-hmm. when I'm not acting like a dumb donkey and just, like, <laughs> like, oh, do I deserve this? Like, I don't know. I don't think I was, like, actively nice to myself when I was mm-hmm. dating her, but I definitely wasn't actively mean to myself either. Right. Because when we were together, that was just such a... Such a happy and healthy, like, very stable time in my life. Uh-huh. And so I had a lot to give to her. And, you know, our relationship was very, like, low-key. I don't know if low-key is the right word. But it was very much like, hey, we like each other. Let's just let's just spend time with each other and enjoy it. 
and man, it was just good. You know? Yeah, you spent time with each other and enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, this was, it was. It was very simple. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, because you know, like I was doing film, she was doing theater, both right. very time consuming things. Yeah, and so we could mostly like we would only hang out on the weekends, mm-hmm. and so a lot of my Fridays were spent at an improv show, mm-hmm. and then I would go back to her house, and then we would just like cuddle up and make out for like. God, we would stay up to like ungodly hours. Like once we stayed up to like, like literally like five, six in the morning, just oh talking god, and kissing. I love that. Oh, it was so good. It's like, oh my god, it's one of my happiest memories. Just like, just, just laying with her and just yeah. being there, and we would just chat about whatever. And then our conversations were interrupted by periods of just making out, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like her cat would jump up and like cuddle with us. So it'd be just three, like it would just be the three of us on the couch. All snuggling. That's so sweet. It was so good, dude. <laughs> so I know that you were saying that you're, like, not right now, you're not really looking for anything in particular. Yeah. So you were, were you doing the Bumble and Tinder thing for a little I while? I was on the dating apps in, like, I want to say, like, kind of most of the spring, like, March, April, because mm-hmm. I was, <laughs> my idea at the time was, like, I should get better on going on dates and, like... Isn't it weird how you you tell yourself that and you're, like, I gotta meet people, I gotta put myself out there, yeah. and it's so exhausting. Hey, well, because what I, I, like, I'm glad I did it, because mm-hmm. what I learned is that going on dates for the sake of going on dates is not the same as going on dates. No. It's when you're, like, genuinely interested in somebody. Mm-hmm. And dating apps are just, they're awful, because, like... Like, they're kind of an extension of social media where you're always putting, like, oh, here's the image of why you should hang out with me. And, mm-hmm. like, dating apps, like, here's why you should date me. And I don't think I ever had faith that I was going to make the most personal connection I'm ever mm-hmm. going to make through such an impersonal medium. Does that, I don't know. Yes, that no, that, no, it, 100, okay. it 110% uh, makes all this. I know that it works for some people. Yeah, I would never want to trash them. it. I would never yeah. want to shit on that. Uh, but they're... It, it, what I've noticed is that the people that it works for are usually people that are very blunt and themselves anyway. Yeah. For example, Madri Blackwood, been on this podcast before. You mentioned earlier that your yeah. episode is, her, and her, I her have episode a, is your favorite episode. Her and I have a bit where we go to social gatherings together and mm-hmm. we say hi, but then we never talk to each other. That's so funny. That's a that's such a good bit. Wow. <laughs> it's great. It's a great bit. No, so Madri met her fiance on Bumble. Well, good for her. Like, great. Exactly. But I think that it is, Madri has always been someone in my life who is 110% unapologetically herself. And that's not to yeah. say she's a kind person, which is why she's able to do yeah, that. Yeah, she's she was very a, nice. If she was a huge bitch, then like everyone would be like, fucking don't do that. I don't think she would have been on the show. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, she's she's such a, she has such a kind heart, but she's also just sort of like, what is, she's, she's truly like, what is the fucking point of not being yourself yeah like, like what is the point of not she is just so like zen and cool i love her i i, I truly you know, want to be more like I mean, her. her her episode of the show is my favorite episode it's just that like and i listened to it before i knew who she was and i was like this is like this is she's fucking cool funny like this she's is so, so funny cool. she's yeah. so cool but i think that dating the dating app worked so well for her and she also found someone who 110 percent unapologetically themselves so they were actually able yeah. to be their authentic selves when they first started talking they went on a date and then they were like oh cool i like you and madry has told me this before and and i'm sure she'd be okay with me saying this but she's like listen i've you know gone out with a lot of people and i kind of have a list of everything i want and everything i don't want and she checked all my boxes and it just and it ended up working out and i'm so thankful it did and i'm just like holy shit that's amazing so perhaps you know if it works it it works and yeah and and if it wasn't 
And I'm never going to be the person that's like, Thomas Edison was a witch. Social media is bad. Like, oh, it Thomas definitely... Thomas Edison did suck. Obviously. Listen, Thomas Edison was a witch, clear. but <laughs> he electrocuted that elephant. Anyway, uh, but I think that there is a way to do social media correctly. There yes. is a way to not let it affect you. There is a way to be authentic. And I think yeah. that if you want to find a lasting connection on a dating app, it is possible. But everyone is, is so caught up. Hard. Yeah. It's very hard because everyone is so caught up with putting their best selves forward. Yeah. Or just like this this version of themselves that they think is the most yes. dateable. Uh-huh. And like, I, okay, I'll tell the story because it's, it's funny. But Please do. But this girl I met through Hinge... Her and we're going to call her uh, Monsters, Inc. I almost said her real name. <laughs> but yeah, that's the connection. It's a great um, name. I'm not going to say why, but that's a that's Oh a yeah, it was just... I think, oh, I think her I name you. is Mike Wazowski. That's <laughs> why it's such a good name. And we've been talking a little bit. And mm-hmm. we hadn't chatted for a couple days. But then she messaged me and she said, Hey, I'm coming up to a bar in your area. Mm-hmm. Meet me at this bar. And well, I don't live in that area anymore. But we met at... Uh, uh, Brick Street, Brickyard Pub. No, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I've been there. So I meet her and two of her friends. They got there. the shovel board and the darts. Yeah, like, there's yeah. like all the all the games. It's like a beer yeah. place. Uh, I don't know. I think it's very fratty. I don't super enjoy it. It's but... that uh, my very first uh, Bumble Boy, my very first Bumble date I ever went on. He he and I met at mm-hmm. Idle Hour, and then we went to Brickyard. That's afterwards. because she told me to meet her at Idle Hour, but then she said, "No, let's." Before Ooh, I met her, she's like, we're moving bars, meet us at Brickyard Was her pub. name Bumble Boy? That was yes, it was. Too. Legally, her name was Legally Bumble Boy. Legally on her ID, it was Bumble Boy. Yeah, yeah, I was about to text wild. you, but I got distracted. Um, but anyway, so I meet her there, and she has two of her friends mm-hmm. with her. And so we sit down at a table, and then uh, she says to me, okay, just hold this table for us, we're going to the bathroom. So I'm like, great. And now I'm kind of just kind of like on my phone, trying to kill time. But then I look up, and at the table across from me... Anna Kendrick is just hanging out with her friends. At Brickyard? Yeah, every, just Anna Kendrick is there, and as beautiful as you've seen her on screen, yes, in person. It's, oh my god. Oh like, my god. I texted her, I think I, I was, like, telling everybody, it's like, Anna Kendrick at this bar, I'm gonna freak out. And then, okay, so, Anna Kendrick's there. Her mm. and her friends come back. And then shortly thereafter, two more guys sit down with us. I'm like, okay, three guys, three girls, everybody has somebody. Uh-huh. No. I was with Monsters, Inc. Uh-huh. I'm going to say friend number one, we're going to call her. Mm-hmm. She is in a text fight with uh, popular EDM artist San Holo. They showed me pictures. It was it was them. It was legit. So now I'm like, well, who's this other, why are there three guys here? Friend number two had me talking to two guys on Hinge and told both of them to meet her at this bar. And their names were uh, Antonio and Rohan. <laughs> and Rohan is getting, like, basically ignored. And I felt so oh, bad for no. him. Because, like, him and I chatted for a second. But mm-hmm. then, like, I started talking with Monster Zinc more. Because, you know, she was a girl I met on dating app. Right. So, yeah, poor Rohan is getting ignored. He was a super cool dude. His name is Rohan. I love any Lord of the Rings reference. His name, like, that's so fucking cool. He seemed like a good dude. But, no, uh-huh. she's talking to Antonio, who was, like the stereotype California douchebag. Oh, no. And I remember later in the night, Rohan just kind of left at some point. I don't remember when he left. Mm. But then Rohan texted friend number two on Hinge and sent her, like, this long paragraph message. All I saw was the words I was really hurt by. And then I just stopped reading because I was like, I don't want to be sad. I'm trying to hang out with Monsters, Inc. Whatever. 
big yikes. This girl, like, so, thinks she's the bachelorette. Like, it was, truly. It was just bizarre. And I remember, like, Antonio said, that, stereotype California douchebag. And he said, I'm not kidding. He said, oh, Coachella was so much cooler before all these foreigners started showing up. And we were like, dude, that's not cool. And he's like, I don't mean that. I just mean people not from California. And I was like, that's worse. That is so much worse. Oh, my God. And so I, we had to fucking, I had to bear through that conversation. Mm-hmm. Finally, we're back at Monsters, Inc.'s place. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got into her bedroom. I'm laying in her bed. She's, like, changing into uh. her pajamas, whatever. I am in bed, and then I'm, like, wait, I, like, I feel something on my back. So I get up, oh God. and I pull out, and I'm, like, is this an earplug? It's, like, one of those foam, like, earplugs that you roll up that yeah. you stick in your ear. Uh-huh. But then I noticed there's earplugs all over oh. the bed, like, everywhere in this bed. Then Monster Zing comes back into the room in her pajamas, and she puts away her clothes without looking at me, and she says, oh, by the way, you're probably going to find some earplugs in my bed. <laughs> Is because my neighbors do dishes at weird points during the night, and like, like we, she gets in bed and we started having sex, but I just couldn't focus because I was like, "You're like, what a fucking weird night." Because at this point, it's like two thirty three in the morning, and I was like, I felt like I felt kind of bad because there was a point where she was like. She says something like, does that feel good? And I legit was like, what? Like, I came like, oh, back sorry, and, what? Like, sorry. All oh, right, we're, we're having if, sex right now. What, if, what would have been even uh, better is if you, like, didn't answer and she goes, does that feel good? And you pull out an earplug. You're like, sorry, earplugs what? Are, what? <laughs> there's an earplug. Like, they're doing dishes right now. I just, I don't want to be distracted. I'm trying to focus on my breathing. <laughs> so fucking And funny. it was, like, after that night, I was like, I should just get off these apps. This is terrible. <laughs> Isn't and, like, it always wild when you go on, like, one date that's like, I gotta get the fuck off these apps. And, like, like on my code list, these are, like, grade A cuties. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And so, and I was like, why am I seeing these girls that I really don't, like, I don't have an evo- emotional investment in? Mm-hmm. You know, like, if I respect myself, I'm not gonna go on these dates anymore. So, yeah. yeah. I got off the apps, and it just feels better. And, Good. like... Like, I'm okay being on my own right now, and mm-hmm. I think that's really what I need right now. Yay. Good so, for you, dude. I'm so glad you. that you have you have gotten to that place in your journey, and I think that that's a good time that everyone's yeah. got to go through. Hey, cheers to that, dude. Cheers to that, man. You know, not dating, but hey, everyone needs cuddles <laughs> from but time to time. everyone needs like, cuddles. I totally understand that. Because I just stopped hooking up with this girl who had a stream, uh, screenwriting class with because mm-hmm. we didn't have an emotional connection either. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't a very healthy relationship either, because every time, like, I was like, hey, let's not hook up tonight. She was like, oh, am I just terrible to be around? I was like, no, I'm just tired. I just got home from work. It's 1130. Mm -hmm. I want to go to sleep. And that's kind of, that's something, that's probably shit you shouldn't pull. However, if it was legitimately a concern of hers, that's a concern that you have when it's someone that you're actually, like, dating and emotionally invested in. If you're like, hey, I feel like you don't want to spend time. Also, maybe I'm just biased because the other day a bar friend said something that I totally took completely out of context. I blame the fact that I was PMSing and it was the full moon. But he said something about being exhausted. And then I was like, is being around me exhausting? And he was like, literally no. And both both of the friends I told about that go, Charlotte, no. He's just tired. Why, yeah. why did you think that? And I go, because I'm crazy. Yeah, well, it's just, it's like, her uh, her codename is Toy Story. Mm-hmm. And this her and I thing is like, okay, this is something I'm not proud of. But like, because we were seeing each other in Austin, it was like, I was about to move away. So I was very mm-hmm. distracted by like right. everything. 
So I ended up ghosting her, mm-hmm. which is bad, and that's, I'm not proud of that. And it wasn't until like I moved out here, and it's like, no, I I really owe this girl an apology. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was over text, which is not a great way to communicate. But she didn't live out here yet, right? And so I was like, hey, I'm sorry for ghosting you. Here's what I went. Here's what I was going through at the time. I know that's not an excuse. You know, I've been there, and it's just, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she was upset with me initially, because, yeah. of course, she was. Right. But, you know, eventually we talked more, and then she moved out here to do UTLA, and then she just moved out here to live out here. Mm-hmm. And so we were, like, hooking up, but it was just never a very healthy thing, because, right. like, if I had to cancel, like, yeah, getting canceled on a hookup, like, sucks, because you, you're, like... It's because you're in that mindset, you're like, oh, and you're I'm like, gonna oh, have I'm sex gonna tonight. get like, yeah. yeah. But it was, like, one time, we, when we were canceling on each other, it was, like, I canceled because, like, hey, I just go home from work. I'm really tired. It's mm-hmm. late. I just, I don't want to drive. Because she was living pretty far south LA uh-huh. at the time, and I didn't want to make the drive. And, like, she was really mad at me, but then another time we talked, we, like, arranged hookup, but then she... She was drunk when we had the conversation, and so she forgot that oh. we talked about that. And so I was like, hey, are you coming over? And she's like, oh, I totally forgot we had this conversation. Sorry. No, I'm not coming over. And so then I was upset. So like, uh-huh. you would be furious with me right now. Right. It was just, I don't know, it was never a very healthy thing. Uh-huh. And so she did text me, like, on Sunday, like, hey, can we? And I was like, no. And I've been dancing around it because and um, having honest conversations is necessary and important and healthy Mm -hmm. sometimes it's real hard and uh i know what i'm going to say is going to hurt this girl's feelings yeah even though it's not mean but you know if i was being told by somebody like i don't want to hook up with you because there's no emotional connection Mm -hmm. that would hurt my feelings yeah that's hard and i don't don't want to do that over text either because i just feel like that deserves a face-to-face but it's also thing. hard because if y'all are only hooking up, it's like, do you hit her up to be like, hey, can we meet up? And then you're like, surprise, I'm not. Gonna well, we've up met up before, and also because like since I've ghosted her already, mm-hmm. I feel like I'd, I, f- I just feel like I should. I just feel like it's the right thing to do. Uh huh. I don't know. It's a tough situation, dude. But you're, yeah. I mean, you're a good person, obviously, in the sense that you're like, you know what you should do, yeah. and what the right thing to do is. It's I just know. a matter of. It's like that'll be a hard few days, uh-huh. but. Uh, it's a necessary thing that's got to stop. Right. I know that you wrote this all down, so I wanted to ask you about love songs and breakup songs. I didn't want to just skip over that because I know you wrote. I know you wrote a bunch yeah, of yeah, stuff down for that. We are running fucking long. No, it's okay. Oh my God. Um, but no, like I love music. Music has been a part of my life for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Point being, I always, I've always loved music, mm-hmm. and I remember saying this one thing when we last recorded, where I said I don't like a lot of love songs. And that is a total fucking lie, because I realized... Why'd you I lie to me? I didn't mean to. Why'd you lie? I, I, Charlotte, I just... I, look, I it's okay. I it's okay, to. dude. It's okay. I was, I was going okay. through a lot. No, I know. And I, I get just, it. I, I did like love songs. Like no, I like a ton of love songs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember... Uh, well, I guess it gets started, like, I remember my high school girlfriend, Roger Rabbit, and mm-hmm. I... Um, we would... One of the things I like to do is we would slow dance to the Arctic Monkeys song, Mad Sounds. Oh. Um, because I am into that cheesy romantic bullshit that is my favorite. Love that. Like, I think it's disgusting when other people do it, but it's mm-hmm. okay when I do it, because it's me. Of course. Uh, oh, speaking of romantic, uh, The Romantics, their song, What I Like About You, fucking great so love good. song. It's so great. good. Just like, fun. A fun song. Like, I recently reconnected to that song, because it comes on at my work a lot, mm-hmm. and it came on, and I was like, oh shit, does, does anyone 
does anyone remember that this fucking slaps? Like, this is such a good song. But lately, like, okay. When I'm in my terrible sad boy phases, I have a bad habit of li- listening to a lot of Joji music, which okay. is, like, those are, like, if you want to be sad and, like, it's a lot of, like, unrequited love songs, what he writes. Mm-hmm. Like, he has a, I think the song Slow Dancing in the Dark, where the lyrics are, like, give me reasons we should be complete. You you should be with him. I can't compete. Oh and when God. I'm in my sad boy shit, I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, like, that's what I want to listen to. Give me that good, good sound. Yeah, but then ironically, Joji also has a song, Sanctuary, which is, like, such a good love song. Mm-hmm. And uh, the music video it has, like, this goofy, like, 1960s Star Trek vibe to it. And, like, the chorus is like, If you've been waiting for falling in love, babe, you don't have to wait on me. I'm like, fuck yeah, Joji, I love that shit. <laughs> Give Aww. me that. So that's a ton of fun. Um, I mentioned Heart Boner by Ninja Sex Party. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a, Oh, First Date is a great song. Have you heard First Date by Ninja Sex Party? Yes. Oh, I like, have heard that. Let's yes. kill five guys tonight. <laughs> Uh, I also listen to a ton of what most people would call dad rock. I love that. Uh, because I love classic rock. Like, Led Zeppelin's, like, one of my favorite bands mm-hmm. that got me back into playing my guitar. Mm-hmm. But Led Zeppelin is tricky because a lot of their songs, are, I think, are, like, simultaneously love songs and breakup songs. They're just complex songs. Yeah, because it's, like, uh, like some like, the Lemon song off of Led Zeppelin 2. That album turned 50 this year, which oh is fun. My oh, my God. God. Right? No. I told that to my dad, and he, he went, like, Ian don't say that to me because my dad was a young boy when i came out but then there are also songs like um uh i know like i guess heartbreaker is more of a breakup song but it's such a good rock song that i don't mm-hmm. associate it with anybody right then i'm like i just like listening to this song it's got like such a good it wild guitar solo mm-hmm. too even like something like whole lot of love is like that is a love song but i don't associate it with anybody because i'm just like fuck yeah rock and it's roll it's just a good no yeah, I, I, I completely understand Okay, I talked a ton about uh, Led Zeppelin. Uh, their song "Since I've Been Loving You" is actually really great. Uh, mm-hmm. That one makes me emotional a lot too. Like, I love listening to that. Like, if I'm just in bed and like I'll cry listening to that song, not because I'm sad, but just because like the music is so powerful, you know? It's an emotional song. Yeah, it's just so emotional. Or um, their song Ten Years Gone" was really important to me, especially when I first moved out here, because mm-hmm. like it's about growth and change, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, their guitar is Jimmy. Uh, he originally wrote it as just like a. It's supposed to just be an instrumental. Mm-hmm. So the guitar parts are just beautiful and like he, it's like he sounds like an entire orchestra, but it's just one guy layering guitars on top of each other. That's insane. But then Robert heard it and it made him think about a woman he had dated ten years prior, hence ten years gone. Uh-huh. And so the lyrics are about like, hey, we were in love then. And, you know, that was a very painful, like, relationship to come away from. But mm-hmm. we've both grown so much, and we're where we need to be. And we're both very happy where we are. And so I just like that song. as like a, it's okay to grow yeah. and change and stuff. And all that stuff is good. Uh, Jack White has a lot of great love songs, breakup songs, like mm-hmm. uh, For Roger Rabbit and I Are. I think our song was, like, We're Gonna Be Friends. Mm-hmm. It's just such a very sweet song about walking to school and, like, the whole time he's saying, like, I wasn't thinking about anything. I was just happy to be with you. Aww. And so, like, I don't know. I love that shit. But then he has a song, like, Love Interruption, which is, like, a very violent, like, song about when love doesn't go right. Because, like, uh. it starts with the, like, the opening lines are, like, I want love to roll me over slowly, stick a knife inside me, and twist it all around. And it's like, fuck, dude. Oh, my God. But, like, sometimes you really feel like that because yeah. you're, like, love fucking sometimes sucks. Sometimes it do be like that. And sometimes it really do be like that. Mm-hmm. 
I could talk for like eight hours about music. I'm so sorry. No, uh, it's okay. Um, I will say really quick that my my love song and breakup song right now, I did recently, this is not, I mean, obviously this is not a new song, but I recently saw the video of First Aid Kit singing Emmylou while Emmylou Harris was in the room. And it was this song that was based off of her music and like the feelings that she evoked in them and it's this song about like you know like I'm not asking much of you just saying little darling sing with me and mm-hmm. it's and it's I'll be your Emmy Lou and I'll be your Aww. June uh, yeah. you'll be my Graham and my Johnny too it's just it's it's a very like very that. sweet it's a That's very so sweet song and it has just like a like it has just a, the smallest twang to it because it's Emmy Lou Harris and it's you know like, Is she like a country she's like country and folk okay. and I think that they were singing it when she was inducted into the Hall of Fame, the Country Hall of Fame. Oh, good for her. And so it was her, like, it was them singing to her, and she's, like, crying in the audience, just, like, a mad... So I saw that video, and it just made me, like, there's something so beautiful and pure about that song. So I've been listening to that a lot lately, uh, the song Emmy Lou by First Aid Kit. And my breakup song, this was a song that made me cry every time I listened to it, just because I would think about it. But uh, it's it's called Good Things Fall Apart, and it's by Elenium oh. and John Bellion. And that's literally the chorus is, tell me yeah. what you hate about me, whatever it is, I'm sorry. Oh uh, I know I can God. be dramatic, but everyone says we had it. I'm coming to terms with a broken heart. I guess that sometimes good things fall apart. And it's that sense of being in a relationship where you think that everything's okay and everything's going to make it and then just Mm -hmm. something fucking happens and it falls apart. And, you know, maybe it's not necessarily anyone's fault, but but that always really got me because it was so realistic in the sense of like, we can't work and I don't know why and it just breaks my heart. So I, I have not brought myself to listening to it since I got back together with this person. Yeah. Just because I'm like, oh god, it reminds me of such a sad, like, time in my life. Yeah, but... like, I can't listen to the song Love of the Laser Quest by the Arctic Monkeys, because mm-hmm. that's, like, that song was, like, my breakup song for, like, well, Roger Rabbit, mostly. <laughs> such a goofy sentence out of context. <laughs> my breakup with Roger you know, Rabbit, it was with Roger really Rabbit hard. So hard. Yeah, because, like, in the chorus of, the, or there's a line in that song where he says, when I'm hanging on by the rings around my eyes and I convince myself I need another, and for a minute it gets easier to <gasps> pretend that you were just some lover. And so it's like, oh, yeah. No, I think Alex Turner is just such a great songwriter. Um, oh, I have to talk about The Last Shadow Puppets. Do you know The Last Shadow Puppets? I Puppet? do not know The Last Shadow um, Puppets. It's, okay, so Alex Turner is the lead singer of the Arctic Monkeys, but mm. his side project is his band, The Last Shadow Puppets. We love a side That he project. has with... Uh, we do love a side We project. do love the a side, side hustle. Project. He does yeah. it with Miles Kane, who's like another English solo artist. Mm-hmm. And then they write music with, I think, a guy who composes music for the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh, shit. And so it's like you got the guitars, bass, amp, but then there's like string sections and horns. Like there's a full orchestra behind these guys. And mm-hmm. they're just beautiful songs. A lot of them are very sad because I think Alex was, well, they were both, yeah, Alex had recently gotten cheated on, I think, was it? No. Don't quote me on this. But I think a lot of those songs are, like, about infidelity. And he's very, mm-hmm. like, he's very angry with love right. at the moment. And so a lot of the songs are not very happy, especially their first album. But uh, I've been, I really like their song. Uh, it's called The Born Identity. Mm-hmm. Because there's a line in it that has really resonated with me lately where he says, uh, uh, and by the, time I, by the time I'm done fucking beating myself up, there'll be nothing left to love. <gasps> I'm like, oh, oh God, geez, Alex, how do you know what I feel right now? He was like, gotta write this line for Ian Baker. He's like, hey, Ian, you got such a great English name. I gotta give it to you. Hell yeah. 
I should say some more love songs. I think I've said too many breakup <laughs> songs. Uh, Digital Love by Daft Punk is a really good one. Okay. Oh, there's a cover. So Daft Punk has a song, Something About Us, that I don't really like because I think it kind of sounds like a porn song. <laughs> like, I don't know. Okay. It's just got this really wow, wow, wow sound to it. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. But uh, what's the band? Saint Motel. They did a really good cover oh, of Something About okay. Us. And it's it's so good. Is that's an, there's like a lot of like it's more classical instruments. Like there's a horn section to it. It's it's just gorgeous. Oh, Beach Boys, wouldn't it be nice? Is like one of my favorite. It's what such a lovely. That's I feel like that's one that people song. forget about a lot. But it's, it's such a, a good song. It's an oldie but a goldie. An it's, oldie but a goldie. It's so good, yeah. Um, God, I've listened to too much. I'm not listening to too much Led Zeppelin. I just really like Led Zeppelin <laughs> a lot. Or, or uh, Green Day has some like sassafras root. Or is like. Uh, why are you alone wasting your time when you could be with me wasting your time? And so, that's a good fucking uh, That's kind of where I feel. I think that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, hey, waste your time with me. Like, let's just let's just call up let's and make out. Go- you know? uh, sometimes you gotta, you know? Yeah. You just gotta. I have like millions. Uh, I guess uh, Train in Vain by The Clash, another good breakup song. Uh, uh, Never Meant American Football. That's a good... Okay, I'm topic. gonna have to look up a lot of these because you you. I wrote down way too songs. many. We're running it's pretty okay. long. <laughs> it's okay. It's uh, okay. We're running long. Also, it is so hot no, in here because I had to turn yeah. the AC off. Well, I hope that you have had a blast. I've had an absolute I've blast. I've had such I'm, a good time. So I am so you. glad we got to re-record this. And Me thank you too. so much for coming back and making oh, us these I will do drinks. this. I will do this anytime. Like you said, we're, we're friends. friends now. We can we just can do, do this. We can just do this. So. After all of this, I only have one question left for you. What is it? Oh my god, Ian Baker, you have no idea. I don't um, know. What if it just out of left field was a completely different question? I would probably laugh really <laughs> oh hard. My or god. I'd be like, oh, oh god. <laughs> like, I would get really that. scared. Uh, so, my last question for you, yes. obviously, come on. <laughs> what does love feel like? Love feels like the metaphor I like to use is like when you're taking a hot shower and you're standing there. And the water's hitting you, like, right in that sweet spot, like, where your neck meets your shoulder blades. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And, like, you've done everything you need to do. Soap, shampoo, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you're done. But you're just standing in the shower, and you're like, this feels so good. I don't want to get out of this shower. I'm talking about, because, like, I've been with people, and, like, we have to go, like, somewhere else. You know, Mm -hmm. like, hey... Or, like, with macaroni, sometimes we'd be hanging out between classes, mm-hmm. and then we'd have to stop hanging out to go to class, and I'd be like, no, I don't want to. I want to stay here. Keep, yeah. I want to watch, I want to keep watching Gravity Falls with you and kiss your face, because I feel happy uh-huh. doing that. So, yeah. The being with your your partner, with your loved one, is like being in a hot shower that you don't want to get out of. <laughs> I guess that's how I would say it. You're like, you don't, it's so funny because there was a tweet recently that I saw that was like me before getting into the shower. No, I love the dry world. I hate the wet world. Me in the shower. I have realized now that I love the wet world and the dry world is the enemy. (laughs) I love getting in the shower because it's like the shower just seems to be like such a sacred place. And everyone's like, oh, they're taking a shower, leave them alone. Like Uh they're, we take hygiene very seriously as a culture, I feel like. Yeah, I guess we do. And so, like, in the shower, speaking, I love, I listen to a lot of music in the shower, so that's, like, you're trying to just kind of, like, reflect on the day, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Or what does love feel like to you? I don't think you've ever answered that question, and I'm putting you on the spot. <gasps> oh, God! Even though I just realized that you said you've never been in a romantic relationship. I know, but I, well, <laughs> well okay, we're, we're getting anymore. to, 
we're we're getting or to what is this your point. best definition of my that? best definition as of now and this is i'm okay we're really getting into this because this was something i was like when do i bring this out but i feel like the closest i have gotten and you know i don't i don't i don't know i don't know where i'm at i don't know if this is ooh, real love whatever blah 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 that's such a stupid phrase anyway arbitrary phrase but yeah what I feel right now is that love feels like there is something that lives just like right in your chest. And there are times where you feel like if you don't say it or express it, you're just going to explode into a million pieces. Aww. It's like, it's okay. gonna, it's gonna come out of you at some point and you have to actively stop yourself being like, okay. maybe this isn't exactly. a good time. Yeah. Maybe this isn't the best time, but you feel it and it just lives. And I'm, I'm obviously, this is a podcast and you can't see where I have my hand, but it's like right under right my throat, chest. like right yeah, on like, my chest, yeah. right <laughs> under my throat. And it just lives right here. And there's just a little part of you that you look at that person and you're just like, I have to say it. I have to say it. I have to say it. If I don't yeah. say it, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I know die. exactly. And I what have actively, about. I have actively had to stop myself from saying it before. And I think that when I really do feel it to the point where it is real and it is true, it is going to be the day that I physically cannot hold it in anymore. And that's when, that's when I'm going to say it. I, you know, I definitely relate to that. I think uh, I could definitely take a note of like, hey, don't say something. <laughs> Because, like, I've been, like, with Spicy Meatball, I think it was, the, like, the most egregious uh, thing where we were making out, and I was like, I have to say something! And, like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Well, I guess that's not a great example, because, like, her and I weren't, like, in love, but I guess, like, the point is, that was a very nice moment to share with somebody, and mm -hmm. when you're happy, you just want to tell somebody. You just want to tell someone, you yeah. just want to tell them how much they mean to you, and, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm gonna, maybe I'll cut this out if I've decided that I don't want to share this, but last night... A uh, bar friend did not remember saying this, but he said this to me, and it was a very, very cute thing that he said. And he looked at me and he said, I can't believe you're real. It's like I used a cheat code or something. <laughs> Which is the cutest thing nice. anyone has ever I'd, fucking I'd be said happy to me. If someone said that it to was me. such a cute thing, just that, yeah, it was, yeah. it was very, very sweet. And so it's these, it's, it's, yeah, it's that thing of like, oh my god, if I don't say this to you, I'm gonna explode. Yeah. And like, you're not going to explode. Yeah. But, but I think that there this... will, there will come a time when it is time to say it and I physically will not be able to stop myself and mm -hmm. that's how I'll that's how I'll know yeah like when I was dating macaroni I said it pretty fast even for me like we mm -hmm. were like two months in or something which is like oh like slow the fuck down uh but like I did feel it for her eventually I think I said it before I felt it but like I know what you mean of like something you're just with someone and you're just so happy mm -hmm. and like because you're with them, like nothing else matters, you know. You're but it's also about in them. the it's also in the casual things where yeah. it's like I'm on the phone with this person, and it's like okay, I'll talk to you later, and I just want to say it just because yeah. I want. I'm like I don't want to just say goodbye. I want you to know that I care about you. But then it's also weird to be like okay, I care about you very deeply. Goodbye. Yeah. Like it's it, you can't do that. Well, so. that's something that makes me so thankful for like my hometown friends, like mm -hmm. the guys I've known since like third, fourth grade, and mm -hmm. we've been friends like ever since and i think we all have very healthy relationships with each other because we say i love you to each other i oh like, I, I, tell, I tell my too. friends i love you all the time yeah it's, and it's, it's truly yeah like i could pull up our group chat right now and just say hey guys i love you and i would get a bunch of messages back that'd be like hey i love you too man like, i love that and it's, i feel very good about that especially since we're all guys and i feel like 
in, oh, that's um, hard. Yeah, I, me myself, I feel yeah. like as a dude, I haven't been very good at articulating my feelings mm-hmm. or being in touch with them. And so, and which is another thing I've been trying mm-hmm. to like, it's not that I didn't want to share my feelings, just I never felt like I was good at articulating them, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't, because well, I'm you, the kind Well, of, you were never given the space to... Yeah, but also I'm the kind of person to where, like, if I'm not good at something, I don't like doing it. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, uh, there is a comedian, Daniel Sloss, I've talked to him, mm-hmm. I've talked to him, I wish I'd talked to him, I've talked about him on the podcast before, but he has a new comedy special, it's on HBO... It's called X, and there is a portion of the special where he talks about being, like, toxic masculinity and men not feeling comfortable saying I love you to each other, and he's like, if you really want to freak your guy friend out, just literally tell him you love him, and he's, and just watch his brain break while he's like, how do I comprehend, how do I, what do I say, what What do I say back, and he goes, and that's so stupid, and he goes, And he goes, that's so stupid. I want, I want my guy friend to come to the bathroom with yeah. me. Like, why can't that be a thing? I want that. Sure. Ian, thanks, thing. thanks so much for being here. Thanks, thanks for coming for, back. Thanks for yeah, making thanks these Thanks for drinks. having me back. This is a great time. <laughs> this was such a lovely time. And yeah, I had just a blast talking to you. Follow me on Instagram at lovedrunkpod. Follow me personally at Rose. You can follow the Love Drunk Twitter at Love Drunk Pod and me on Twitter at Oshar Rose. Plug your social media. What are you doing? What's going uh, on? So yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Dorcas Supreme. Uh, I post a lot of very silly stories on there. He um, sure does. Um, oh, thank you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm. I don't. I don't post a lot on Twitter, but if you want, I mostly retweet whatever the Astros are saying. Uh, but I'm. I think Ian with an I. Is my title? Yes, if I can yeah. remember correctly, I'll I, I will I'll find it and I'll write it yeah. down and make sure that everyone um, has access also, to it. Also, oh, I think it's something a little more useful. I also have a podcast. It's called "This Band Is Real." Hell yeah. um, former guest of the pod, Maddie Dimmy Yuga, and I. Uh, made it together, and she is much smarter and more talented than I am, so she did a fucking great job with it. We have a fake band and a real band play music, and it's lots of fun. So if you love music or me or Maddie, you should check that out. Uh, this band is real pod. Maddie, um, my work wife, the only reason yeah. why I get anything done at um, all. If you're like, hey, Ian, you're so funny. I want to see you in person. You can. I perform with Comedy Sports Los Angeles Hell Rec yeah. League. Uh, no, Sunday team. I'm not on the Rec League anymore. Okay. I graduated to oh, the yay! Sunday team. Happy graduation. Uh, thank you. Yeah, Congrats, so Grat. Thank you so much. Yeah, so I'm on a Comedy Sports LA Sunday team. Uh, so come see a show. Uh, I, I don't know when I'm scheduled to perform next, but... But if you follow him on Instagram, he usually posts it on his stories, so. Yes, I do. That's, like, kind of the only thing I use social media for anymore, is like, hey, I'm performing here. Come see me. Hell yeah. That's, uh, ju- that's just life in LA, though. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. All right, well, uh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for being Thanks here. Thanks for having me. This I know I've thanked you a million times. I, I also had a blast. Thanks. I was I'll a little thank nervous. I'll you a million times, but, uh, and then a million more. <laughs> oh my god. No, it's, it's definitely like riding bike, and... And I just need to be better about recording my fucking podcast because people like listening to it. So better. What's that phrase like? Oh, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That's bullshit. I love movies and I love writing, but sometimes it's a fucking like I have to force myself to sit down and write something or watch a movie. And also, I record. You know, this podcast is usually episodes are an hour and a half. Uh, we record up to anywhere from an hour 45 to two hours or 2.09 if you are Ian. <laughs> but uh, it, that means it usually takes me about three hours to edit this ep- uh, these episodes. Sure, so yeah. if 
fucking, you better fucking appreciate that I'm back, everyone. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Ian, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks for making these drinks. These of are course. absolutely delicious. I might have you make me one more before you leave. I, anyway, I absolutely will do that. Fantastic. All right. I guess all I have left to say is be loved and stay drunk, my friends. We love you. Good night. Do, 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 do. <laughs>